it up, turn it up, turn mic it check, up. Mic turn, check, mic check, mic check. The card of the shotgun. He's really struggling tonight. Three of 14, 28 yards, and five interceptions. Picard takes a snap, rolls to his right, feels some pressure, throws across his body like a dumbass, and it's picked off. It's Jones. Jones going to go all the way to the end zone. Touchdown. Picard misses him, and he throws his sixth interception of the game. This one, a pick six. You're listening to the Picard Pick Six Show on Apple and Spotify. Here's your host, Scott Picard. We are back. We're back. Listen, away from home, 3-3 three and three last week. Not our best outing. The focus wasn't there. It, that's on us. Hand up. Hand up us. We, we were at a bachelor party. We were away from home. What we realized is we're not, we're not an away team. We're a home team. We're very good at home. When we're on the road, we're a 50-50 team. I, th- I just think when it came to the preparation for last week, we were looking forward to the road destination, not the opponent. Correct. I, listen. It's like back in college when uh, we played at, we played at uh, Tulane, and I think we snuck out and got back in the room each night just as the coaches were waking up. So, you know, I think that could be partially the case here. The lights were bright in Vegas, and uh, – we just we just didn't show up prepared, but three and three uh, for being unprepared for getting caught caught up in the moment. I'll take it. All right, I'll do two things. I'm bringing you guys research. Brought research this week. All right, I went and looked at. I'm not going to get in this trend yet because I want to see more data. But I look at the lowest under and the highest over, and I'm looking at if they're hitting. Week one, I'm not counting week zero. Week one, the lowest under there was at forty, and there was two or three of them at 45 and a half, right? So depending on when you got it, depends on where you have it. So I'm going to put all those into one. The under hit three out of four times. So three and one. The over was 74. The under hit for the over. So the over didn't hit in the highest over. Week two, we had a 39 and a half under. It hit. The under hit? The under hit at 39 and a half. How the under hit. bad of offenses? What was I think game? it's Air Force and like Central, or whatever yeah, it was. And then the over was 76 and the under hit in that. So the over doesn't hit. So if you're looking at the stats right now, if you do like the lowest under, it's hit four out of uh, five times. So four and one. The highest over, the under is hit both times. So it hasn't hit the highest over. So if you're looking at it for this week, if you want to get on this, this trend right now, Utah and San Diego State, over-under is 44 and a half. So that'd be the under. And then we have the Ole Miss Tulane, which is like 74, 76, something like that. So that is the highest over. If you want to bet the under and that, those are the trends right now that I'm bringing to you. Free of charge. Not going to charge you for that. We don't charge for what anything. A, what a generous guy. So, but Alec and I were in Vegas for his bachelor party. Some bachelor of us, party, not bachelor okay, party. Same thing. <laughs> nah, we dressed all the same. Kind of similar. Essentially. <laughs> um, so we get there. And pretty sure a lot of people lost a lot of money, right? Betting on games. We all went in, put $100 on Utah minus seven. That didn't hit. So you know where you could go to not lose money? The Vookie app. The Vookie app, which is this podcast is presented by the Vookie app. All right. What is the Vookie app you're asking? I'll tell you right now. It is a sports betting app, but it's free. You do not have to bet any of your money. Think about money. No money. Zero dollars. You go in, you download the app, you watch a few ads, you get some credits. The credits are essentially 
money. You bet with those, the more you win, the more credits you get, the more raffles you can be put into. You might be able to win a prize to, I don't know, a staycation here in Scottsdale. Whoa, a staycation? If you don't live here, maybe you just buy a flight here, pretty cheap to get here, boom, free uh, weekend stay. They give off raffle prizes. They give off, I think they already gave tickets to the Cardinals-Vikings game this week. We'll be giving away tickets to an ASU game. So there's some stuff that the bookie app will give off. But you can also, if you don't like games, you don't like sports, attending them, you can get Starbucks gift cards, Amazon gift cards, boom. Who doesn't love coffee? Who doesn't love Amazon? Uh, if you don't love coffee, you're not allowed on this podcast. Yeah. If you don't love coffee, I don't know how you do it. Don't know how you do it. So let's get into the recap. A couple big games this weekend. Oregon just manhandled Ohio State without their best defensive player. Yeah, huge win. Huge win for Oregon. Huge win for the Pac-12 in terms of just getting some national <laughs> recognition. Some recognition. Right now, yeah. right now, UCLA and Oregon have to run the table to carry that because Washington's done. USC. Utah's done. USC's done. They fired their coach. He's yes. gone. Which, See ya. They should have fired him before because what if he goes? They they the first time they lost to a team they shouldn't have lost to, they fired him, and I think they were waiting to do this because I don't think they wanted to. What if he goes? What if he they lose to Stanford, but he rattles off eight or nine in a row, and he goes ten and one, and he's playing the Pac twelve championship? You can't fire the guy. Well, yeah, but I mean, if that's that's also you know I understand that point of view, but if you have a fluke loss, you know Nebraska fluke loss to Illinois. You know, you can't fire Scott Frost because, I mean... Well, they're in a different situation. I think they, they <laughs> should have fired Helton last year, but they just, they, they just didn't, and they could have had... They, took the, they found the opportunity early in the season. They said, yeah. see ya. Who do you think they should bring in? Um, you know, I saw they're talking about uh, James Franklin had interest in the job. I think that would be a great hire for them. I'm not sure. My thing is, like, he has he's had success at Penn State, but, like, is he really going to have success... Like. He hasn't had that much. It's not like he's like he's been a contention big. for the the power. You know who I saw, who I think would be a really intriguing hire, and I just don't know his background, but I read it today was uh, the Chiefs' offensive coordinator, Eric Bellamy. Bellamy, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be a really interesting hire. He's a USC Southern California guy, I believe. I just I don't know enough about like has he coached in I college just, yeah, before. I don't, I don't know his uh, I, resume. I think the hire should be Joe Brady, offensive coordinator, Carolina Panthers. He is literally was at LSU and help literally Joe Burrow. Like they, he changed that whole offense for them. He was like, Hey, we're not running the ball a thousand times. We have the best athletes at wide receiver. We have Joe Burrow. that can sling the ball. We're just going to fucking run up the score. Yeah. That's what I think they should go after him. I don't think there should be any other. I just go after you call him like, Hey, after your season, is a job's yours? Do you want it? If not, we're going to interview other people at the end of the season. If he says I'm into, I want it. Don't make another call the rest of the year. He, you go after him. I mean, the great thing is, and I think why USC also did it in fire early, is because now you have probably, I mean, obviously depending on what other job openings come up, but there's nothing in the force, there's nothing like, there's no other hot seat right now that would be a bigger job than USC, which I think is absolutely huge. I, I think you're going to, I mean, you're you're already getting the Urban Myers got to say, oh, well, I'm staying in Jacksonville. I mean, you... It's already the rumorville is starting, and I think that's great because USC because that's a that's a job that's a dream job for any coach. Realistically, they're gonna get they're gonna get their choice. Urban, I, I would if I was Urban, I wouldn't leave one because he's probably getting he probably get paid the same. But coaching the NFLs, I, I have a friend whose dad coached the NFL for fifteen years, and he was a coach at like Boston College, Colorado State, like coached. He was in the Super Bowl with the the 
Panthers and with, I don't know if he was with the uh, Broncos in the Super Bowl, but he, he literally, his dad literally loves the NFL more. It's, you don't have to recruit. You're not on the road you're year the round. Road. You're, you literally, these, these are grown men. You're not really babysitting them. You're not asking them to go to class. Yeah, it, it, you, there's a lot less stress in the NFL. And I think okay. Urban, like, doesn't want to deal with going on the road recruiting. He's, he doesn't want to go to, like, Jackson, Mississippi in the middle of December to go watch a kid play. You know, he just yeah. no, I, I mean, players. A, it's a way cushier job. I mean, I know he had some health issues. I, I don't see why he would leave the NFL because – like you said, I mean, it's a grind to be a college coach. You got kids skipping class. You got to go recruit your. You have a hundred kids on your team. Yeah, it, at least, and you're. I mean, it's a absolute grind, and I don't know why. Once you're in the NFL and you have that job, I mean, just just yeah. stick with it. Stick just with, stick with it. Stick with it. And if if you've already made it to that head coaching, job, yeah, like if you're like you know Joe Brady or uh, Bienemy from whatever how you pronounce the last name, and I get it because that's an upgraded job, but. He was at Ohio State, won national championships. He's at Jacksonville. You know, you stay there. Why would you leave? Yep. All right. One of the things I'm going to complain about, about how the lines come out. The lines come out early for, like, the big games and basically all the high-level Division One. I. I hate how I can't get my Ivy League football bets until, like, Friday morning. I want to put these in my pick six so bad that – Again, I want to put them in. I was so good a couple years ago, Ivy League. I think that Division One, Double A, those low levers. If you can actually pay attention, and watch it, you can really make some money because the spreads are. They usually like Princeton a couple years ago was literally favored by like thirty every game. They're winning by like fifty, and it was just like they would. They were too scared to put it at like forty-two, even though like they put Alabama at that level. Yeah. Princeton would always have like the best wide receivers, the best running back, the best line, the best offense, the best defense, and they just be like they beat a team forty-nine to seven. That team would be another team by like twenty, and they would still be favored against that team that lost by like thirty-five. I just bet them every time, and I wish they would help come all these lines in a couple weeks so I could just start betting them and put them in there for some off the cusp. But that's my complaint for the day. Hey, you got any? Uh, my complaint for the day is by the time we by the time we record this show, the bets that I've already placed. The lines are completely different. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, to give you one, one of my picks is it's Coastal. I love Coastal. I, I just think they're very good. But I got Coastal at minus 11 against Buffalo. Nebraska closed against Buffalo last week at minus 13 and a half. So you're telling me by the line stat that Nebraska Nebraska is, is better than Coastal, which is not the case. But now after, you know, from the time they come out Monday morning to here we are, Wednesday evening when we're recording this, it's already at 14. And it's like, I mean, still, I think it's a favorable line, but you're talking, it's, 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 it's I, I placed my bet. I got it at 11 and a half because I looked first thing Monday morning and the line was already moving. 13 now. So it's oh, been, no, it's come down. So that's a, a solid, it's not that much of a difference. So you're under that two touchdown score, yeah. which is great. But, but I, yeah, I saw it earlier today when I was making my picks at 14 and I was like, oh my God, like, how are, how is, I mean, the line's moving so much where it's like, yeah, it could, you know, maybe. But I still, it's just so frustrating because it's like, but my bet bets have been placed for my, especially yeah. for my pick six. Like obviously, come Saturday, Sunday, I'm betting on random games just because yeah. I'm it's on TV. But for my pick six, I put them in early. I try to see the lines before the movement, and then if the movement goes in my favor, then I you know double down that bet. But it's just it that's that's yeah. that's my and bitching of the day. We'll we'll give the picks based off of what the lines are right now. Right now. Yeah, we won't be like, oh, I put it in at minus three. Now it's minus twenty seven. We'll, we'll never do that because that's. That's dishonest, that's, you yeah, guys. And that's then not you guys, then you guys the, can't follow us. Yeah, you can't, and you can't take that pick. We're giving you winners. Yeah. 
So we'll get into it. First game on the docket. I call this a mousetrap line. These are mousetrap games, I should say. It looks too easy. It doesn't make like sense. Texas last week. They mousetrapped me. Yeah, they mousetrapped you, and they got blown out. So here's what I'll say is Cincinnati is minus three and a half right now. Indiana hasn't looked good. Now, Iowa clearly looks very good, so that game is well. They, they played a not a great team last week. Cincinnati is a top 10 team in the country, and they're only favored by four on the road. They have better defense. They have the best player on the field. Yeah. Their team is very good. They know they need to win this game. They cannot lose. Three and a half seems way too easy. And so I'm taking Cincinnati. I'm the freaking mouse. I'm smelling the cheese. I'm heading to the trap. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fish. I'm in water. Ooh, look at that worm. Sometimes you eat it. Boom. Sex times I don't. You know what I Dead. also thought was very interesting, is, and I don't know for sure, but I thought I saw the over-under that at like 51 or 50 and a half. And I'm, I, I know you're, doing, you're, you're, you're going to pull that up real quick. I feel like both of those – I don't feel like Indiana's defense is good. I feel like their offense can score. Yeah, it's 50. 50. And I'm thinking, like, Cincinnati's going to put up 40 themselves. So I'm so confused by that whole game that I must not know something. So if you live in the Midwest and your local guy yeah. is telling you something, I just – I don't know how they got to 50 points. I know Cincinnati's defense is good. They haven't played anybody this year. But still, like, I, I – don't see how this game isn't 35 to 21. I don't see how at least 50 points get scored. It just, it doesn't make sense. And I'm adding that to my card. Over? Yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense. Indiana's not that good. They give up a shitload of points to Iowa. Iowa is good, so not nothing to beat on that. But then they also score points. Like, their quarterback is good. I mean, he's not, you know, we've talked about in previous weeks, yeah, Indiana might be a little overhyped due to past success. But their offense is still good. So I'm just so lost in that whole game that I need somebody. If you are in the Midwest and you're local, if one somebody a journalist has something out that just hasn't been put on national media, please phone in. Please give me a call because I might bet a mortgage bet on a freaking parlay here. It makes no sense to me. I don't see how the over doesn't hit and Cincinnati doesn't win by four points. I don't see it. I, I had eight picks that I wanted to narrow down, and a couple of them were just – like, I don't see this happening. I don't know where to go with it. Like, I'll get into them later. But I'm adding that. So now I have nine picks that I have to narrow down to six. Um, so there's that. But, yeah, like you said, mousetrap game. Just like last week, the Texas-Arkansas uh, spread only being minus six. I just, you know, Indiana, but sure. The, but, but the Iowa one was also a mousetrap game where it was like, why are they the better team? Technically, they've played better. They've played better competition. They've dominated. Why are they plus floor? And they just outright and they, won. So, so, yeah, so, boom, baby. Come on. Yeah. Um, next one, next biggest game, SEC game, Bama, Florida. Bama's minus 14 right now. You don't get rich betting against the Crimson Tide. I'm out of spite. I'm go I don't know if it's going to be my pick six, but I'm going to bet this game, and it's going to be Alabama, and that's out of spite for Florida and Emory Jones not fucking covering and throwing picks yeah. to fucking South Florida. South Florida stinks. They are so bad. He threw two back-to-back uh, -back plays where he just terrible. threw pick six to no one. As you can tell by the sound of his voice, we did bet that heavy in Vegas. It did was upsetting. We were not happy. It what a what a catastrophe that was. Florida, they were up like thirty five nothing. It, wasn't even 30, close. it was not. They were they were running at eight yards a game, and they're just having Emory Jones throw the ball, and their backup is got hurt. I think he's hurt, so he's out against Bama. The backup, yeah. Oh. I think he got hurt. He's injured Bama. or banged up. Also, fun fact about this game for you betters who like trends: the over 
has hit in the last five Bama Florida games. The over when I saw today was at 59 points, which I think Bama might put up themselves. Florida's offense, I do think they'll score. I see this being a 45 to 17 game. It gets into the 60s. I think if I have it on my card, I won't put in my pick six, but that is also a game that I, I have an over-under just because I think Bama, Bama's offense is going to score at least 45 every game. Bama, this is what Bama does. They play a good team in the first game. They fucking dominate a ranked team. Like Miami, they made them look like little childs. Then they go play a Division One AA team, F- FBS team, like Mercer. They get up a lot. They don't play well. Nick Saban, they don't cover. Nick Saban's like, you guys aren't that good. You only won 48 to 14. They start getting on their ass, and they come into ba- and they uh, put Florida. 56. They put 56. Then they play uh, Southern Mississippi next week, and it'll be like a 60-point spread, and they'll only win by like 55, yeah. and they won't, and he'll get mad again. He does this thing where I think he like under-prepares them for games to be like, you idiots, you think we like. But he- also Bama is the, I mean, just they've been so good for so long. They are the quickest to pull their guys, too. So, you know, when you play Mercer, obviously Mercer yeah. should never score a single point against Bama when you see how good Bama is. But they, I think when they play like the teams, like, like, oh, this is Florida. Like, Florida thinks they're good this year. Like, let's absolutely shit on them. It, just like they did to Miami. Where there was, like, 35-0 in, like, 20 minutes. And you're, like, everyone in Miami's like, oh, upset. We're going to – we're the real deal this year. And they're like, no. Nick Saban's like, no, you guys better show up for these games. Better. So, next game uh, we have on the docket is Miss, uh, Michigan State versus Miami. I have a Michigan State plus 6.5 over under 56. Miami – Barely beat App State. Now, listen, App State's, App State's a very yeah. good, State's a good group team. five team. Very good. But does, is it the Alabama hangover right now where they're just, oh, we got to play this team after the game stomped by Alabama? Yeah, Michigan State's kind of turning it around, too. Well, the thing about Michigan State is like, well, they stunk last year. They have no one returning. But he added 20 transfers and like 18 of them play. Yeah. So they're, I think they're just a very good team from a transfer standpoint. And we maybe don't, we underestimate we don't them. Know them I don't know Miami. I'm going to stay away from this game. And what gets me nervous is the entire public is on. Like everyone I've watched and talked to is on Michigan State plus six and a half, and the line hasn't moved. Well, the, yeah, the line hasn't moved at all. The problem is, is everyone saw the embarrassment that Miami went through. So everyone's like, "Oh, Michigan State, Michigan State, Michigan State wasn't supposed to be that good because they had so many question marks coming into the year." But then they started winning. They beat the living crap out of what was it, Northwestern Week One, and you're like, "Holy crap! Maybe they're good." Like they just put up like a forty spot on a Northwestern defense that like doesn't give up any more than fourteen points a game. And so there's questions. I have it on my. I just think I want to watch the game, so I'm gonna put something on it. I just don't know. We'll we'll see. What time does that game start? Uh, we I have a nine a.m. on ABC. Ooh, nine a.m. game. My in my I think it's in Miami. I don't know. That's tough. I, I mean, I'm a Big Ten guy, so I'm really hoping Michigan State shows up. But I'm going to watch the game. Six and a half points is a ton. I just don't think Miami's that good. I don't think Derek King is. Fo- I don't think Derek King is the Derek King that we saw pre-transfer. And it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Probably stay away, to be honest. Uh, the next game is we get into your Nebraska Cornhuskers. The fiftieth fiftieth anniversary. They are. Plus 22.5 against Oklahoma. Oklahoma honestly hasn't played well in their couple of games. They don't look that like, I mean, first off, they play like Western Carolina University. I'm just going to throw that away. They won like seven, was it 76 to nothing. Yeah. So that was just like, 
I think that first game, they kind of just got lax. They got up 41-70 or like 35-70, whatever, in the first game against Tulane. And they kind of just let them crawl back. And it was like one of those things like, oh, like when you're playing pickup basketball, you're up like 9-2. Next thing you know, it's like they hit a couple threes, like 10-9. It's like, oh, if they hit another three, like we lose. We lose. <laughs> like, like, oh, we got to like dial in. So I feel like, especially it's a, it's a Power 5 team. It's a Big 10. They're going to try to r- stomp them. It's in Norman. I, I don't see Nebraska covering, based on what I saw against Illinois, I don't see them covering this game at all. Um, I, I, I will not bet on Nebraska in this game. 22 and a half points is just so many that it's like, kind of did what we talked about last week that were, was frustrating about Florida. They could be up 28 or 29. They could be up, you know, they could be up 29 points in the fourth quarter and all their rejects are in. And then out, Nebraska's still got Martinez in and their guys in on offense and they're, Gonna score a lot. I, it's so many points that I I do think like week zero game against Illinois was like just it wasn't the Nebraska that actually is this year. Not saying Nebraska is good. I just don't know. But one thing in this game I do like on a betting standpoint is I like the over. The overs I think at sixty points. Sixty one, yeah. Sixty one. Now I think it was at sixty when I saw it. So sixty one points. I think Oklahoma. Oklahoma put up like thirty five in the first half against Tulane. Came back to bite them. They're not going to do that. They put up 76 last week. Their offense is good. They do make turnovers, but they're they're fast. They have big plays, and they have great wide receivers. I see this being a 49-21 to 21 game. Like, Nebraska's going to score. Um, I I think the over hits. I think it could be, like, a, even 42-21. I love the over in this game uh, because I have zero faith in Nebraska. I think the only thing I would say about the over is – like, I just think Nebraska is going to try to run the ball and just establish and try to have a seven-minute drive. Oklahoma is going to score in two seconds, yeah. but I think if Nebraska, if they can control it, the only thing is if they're down 21 nothing the second quarter, they can't continue to keep running the football. Yeah, but that's why I'll, I, I think it's a great game for the over because Oklahoma put up a crap load of points on Tulane. Tulane's not a bad team by any means, but they put all that up in the first half. And, but Nebraska's a bigger name. Like, yeah, Nebraska's not good, but Nebraska's a more exciting name. It's on national TV, the 9 a.m. game. I really think if if the game shapes out how I see it, I, I mean, I see Oklahoma winning easily. I just think they're going to be like, hey, we need to make a statement now because last time, like, the, the only memory people have of us is almost losing to Tulane. Like, we need to put up 50 points. Yeah. I think Nebraska's defense is decent, but – they're they're pedal to metal. I see for four quarters. I like the over there. I'm I already took the over, so uh, all right, we'll see. Uh, another mouse trap game. We got Virginia Tech at Virginia. Virginia Tech's getting three points. They're ranked fifteenth in the country. They're supposed to be the better team on the road, and they're getting three points to West Virginia. It doesn't it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. That the better team is getting points. is getting points, and it's not like West Virginia is some. What's West Virginia? Who, who they played this year? Let's look into it. But it's not like they're like ranked top twenty-two, you know, like or top twenty-five. I should say they are. Let's see who they played. They're one and one. They lost to Maryland, and they beat some LIUC. I have no idea. Sixty-six to nothing. They. I don't know why they're getting points. This is another mousetrap game. It's like, ooh, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. Scott, who's the better team? Oh, Virginia Tech. Okay, take the game. Boom, you lose. Doesn't make no sense to me. 
there's a lot of my life that doesn't make sense to me. So uh, this is me, uh, little mouse. Get some. Get. Ooh, look at that. I'm hungry. Ooh, look at cheese. that piece of cheese. Bam, dead. I would um, be. Who? Who did? I yeah. I just don't know crap about either of these teams. Um, well, I know. Virginia I saw Tech. North Carolina get absolutely manhandled by Virginia Tech. So that's all I know about either of these teams. I just, from a betting standpoint, like you know, if it was if it was one of those where I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling really confident today. I'm a game I'm not going to watch. It's gonna, I would put money on Virginia Tech because I'm getting points. I might even just do it straight up money line. I'll I'll, I'll say this. Oh yeah, sprinkle, sprinkle, oh, sprinkle. Um, I'll say this. People had West Virginia in a letdown spot against Middle Tennessee State, which is a good football, a good, you know, group of five team. They had them get, getting 20 points, and people were saying, oh, they're going to cover this letdown spot. And Virginia Tech, after their big win against UNC, showed out and beat them by 21 and covered. So maybe they're just a very, maybe they, maybe are, they are good, just and we're good. just, we're not there. And they're bad. I, the I said is- they were bad this year. I said they I, I would have taken their team total of like eight wins under, but right now they're proving me. And that's the thing, too, is, and, and just, you know, for all you listening, like the first three or so weeks of the season is the time before the odds are dialed in. Yeah. That's still your time where you can find these gaps where like Vegas doesn't trust or the betters, betters don't trust these teams yet. Yeah. And that's why they're available. Because you think about it historically, like people are like, oh, you're going to West Virginia. Like, West, you think about like the Pat White days and they yeah. think like good quarterbacks. And it's like, I don't know anything about West Virginia, but like they just haven't done anything yet that's like impressive. So interesting spot. Yeah, I might, I might, even I might just them. sprinkle money, money might, line. Yeah, bet them too. Um, next game of the, uh, the docket is Purdue Notre Dame. Notre Dame has looked terrible. They barely beat um, Toledo last week. They barely beat Florida State, and Florida State we realize is terrible. They're not good. They are bad. They're bad. They're very they bad. Stink. Stink. Terrible team. The, the problem with them is. When is the Notre Dame that people thought were good this year is going to show up? They have the talent on defense. They have the players at wide receiver. They have they the quarterbacks have, playing. The quarterbacks playing very well for how bad I thought a Wisconsin transfer quarterback would be playing. He's playing very well. He dislocated his finger, popped it in, went down. Trip. This is a classic case of just overall. Un, the final score is not a reflection of the team. They're, they're like they're yeah they're two and zero. Oh. But they, they just, the product on the field is just ugly, but they're winning. And so, as a better, like, you hate it because their spreads are supposed to, are going to be bigger. But then they're playing, like, what, they're playing Purdue? Purdue. Which, uh, Purdue played UConn last week, so, like, obviously. Uh, another one of our don't, don't think, just, just throw. throw. Yeah. It, pr- until you prove me wrong. But it's just one of those where it's like, I don't think highly of Purdue. I You know, they, they're out. They're, they lost their best player. I, I just don't. What's the line at? Seven and a half right now. Seven and a half. If you had told me week one, prior to week one's game, actually, if you would have told me at halftime of the Florida State game that the Purdue line is seven and a half, I would have paid a crap load of money. And then the second half of the Florida, maybe Florida State broke them. Florida State, I think there was a play where Florida, Notre Dame was up 18 and something went there a, a, not for them. It should have been their ball. Maybe the Rose is rough in the kicker. And they would have opened it up, and then they didn't. Um, so, and then Florida State goes down and scores, and then they get a quick three and out, and they score again. Then you gave Florida State life. They could have easily ended that, and maybe the spread's a lot higher, um, even after the Toledo letdown. But, I, 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 I mean, they, I'm going to take Notre Dame in this because yeah. I just, I don't, Purdue's, I wouldn't. Know. I wouldn't take Purdue here. If, 
If you're going to take it, I would just take, I mean, safe bets Notre Dame. I think they've just underperformed. Other than the first half of the Florida State game, they've just underperformed the last six quarters. I, it, it doesn't make sense to me, I'm, but I just have confidence they'll turn it around because they have the talent. It's not like they're overperforming or, like, they have the talent. They'll figure it out. It's, I believe, at home as well. I don't know. I, I just don't. It, I, they, they just played so bad it doesn't give you any hope into having them like or, or betting them. But, like, it'll be it's, interesting. It's, it's a touchdown. It's a know. touchdown. It just doesn't. It's at home, I think. Which is even more shocking that they're only seven-point favorites at home. Yeah. Against so, Purdue. So, there's that. Uh, then the, the nightcap game, or the big game at the night, um, at least on the East Coast. And probably the Florida-Alabama, I think Alabama runs away. This is actually like a closer game. We have Auburn-Penn State um, in Happy Valley, a whiteout. Whiteout. Six and a half. Here's what I'm going to say. Penn State, they beat Ball State, which is I thought was a good team. I had Ball State in that game. Obviously, they didn't cover, and I think Ball State's pretty good. They beat Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin definitely should have won that game. They turned it over a lot in the red zone. Uh, Penn State's even played well. The offense didn't look that great. The cha- Six and a half. The challenge I'm having is Auburn is in the SEC, and you're getting points with a, g- a good SEC team. That puts at- – they played nobody, but they're putting up like 60 points the first two games. They technically have like a top five offense, top five defense in the country right now, efficiency-wise. They're playing but, nobody. But they've played literally like Division two teams. So it's, that's the problem I'm having. This is the first actually game on the road in a big environment. Bo Nix is like at home is like 22 touchdowns, like zero picks. On the road, it's like 10 touchdowns, 20 picks. It, it, he's very bad on and, the road. That's Delphly environment there. That is one of the best home field advantages with, in college with football. With a whiteout in Happy Valley. And they're 2-0. and They beat Wisconsin. They are riding high. Huge game. SEC, Big Ten. I mean, there's a lot of line for this game because um, I, I believe whichever team wins, like, proves they are the real deal. Uh, I, I did some uh, research for us, too, on this. Man's researching a lot this it's week. It's not really bigger numbers, but it's still slightly above 50%. I went and looked at every... SEC game that teams have played out of conference in the first two weeks. And I eliminated like those like against like FBS. Like yeah. I basically took anything under like group of group, group of five, five or yeah. those yeah. right now with the spread, the SEC is 15 and 12. So it's almost like, Hey, if you're getting an SEC team with points. Like maybe we just, we just go with the SEC until they prove us otherwise. Um, so you're better off just betting. If you don't know, if you want to bet this game because you want to watch it, the numbers say to bet the SEC getting points. If it wasn't a whiteout, I would lock in Auburn plus six and a half. I don't. I didn't watch the Wisconsin game, so I really don't know how good their defense really is. And all, Wisconsin has one of the worst offenses ever. So I don't know. I will say this. What do you think the spread would be if Penn State was playing in Auburn? I think it'd be close to a pick so that uh, they're valuing six points for home field. That's I, a lot. But that's what I think. Like I think. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't realize Penn State was number ten in the country. Should we call? Hey Vegas. Yeah. yeah what do you know? If this was in Auburn, what well, would this be? No, actually, I want to know if this was a neutral site. If they're playing in Atlanta or they're playing in Dallas, like I would be really intrigued to know. Yeah. Because it's like Bo Nix is bad on the road. I just know that. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I honestly had Auburn plus six written down, but when you told me that stat, I don't have much confidence in 
one of the toughest environments. But the, at the end of the day, all SEC environments, other than like Vanderbilt and Mizzou, are tough environments. The other you play in you play in College Station, Bama, LSU, Georgia. I mean, those are not. I mean, week in week out, you even go you go into Mississippi. I mean, you're playing in the hardest conditions. Them in the in the Big Ten as well. But it's like, yep. Oh, I, I uh, tough to people out there. I'm trying to go to the Alabama Texas A&M game in College Station because the Patriots play the Texans in Houston. Should I do a twofer um, in a couple weeks? If anyone out there in College Station has a place for me to crash, that'd be great because right now there's not one hotel available, not one. There's one Airbnb, and you have to rent the whole house, and it's $2,200 a night. Yikes. That is not somewhere I'm going to pay to watch two teams I don't really care about. So if anyone has a place for me to stay, let me know. I'll... 25,000 listeners we have. Yeah. Someone so, out there. Now we get into the late night game, a team we bet against, and a team I fucking can't get right for the life of me, ASU and BYU. God damn it, ASU and BYU. I hate them both right now. ASU, they can't, like, score points to cover the over. They can't cover their spread, right? They don't. They haven't really played well. They were tied, like, late in, the, like, the second or third quarter against UNLV, who's not good. And then BYU goes at home, handles Utah very handily. Maybe Utah isn't as great as we thought, but they still won at home in a rivalry game. Do they have a letdown after being their in-state rival? Arizona State's minus three and a half right now coming into U, uh, BYU. Into Provo. Into Provo. Provo, like you said, what are the Morbins doing? They're jumping. They're jumping. They will be uh They'll jumping. be, yeah. I mean, they're gonna be, I mean, honestly, I did not think, after watching, the, I watched that week one game against the U of A, and I'm like, wow, they look terrible. And U of A sucks. They stink. And so I was just I thought Utah was gonna just run circles around them and I was so wrong. And I guess I guess I should have known better because it is a rivalry game, but they haven't beat them in nine years. I was like, why would why start now after losing your best player? Yeah, my it's actually minus four right now. I'm gonna stay away because I'm I can I cannot guess ASU right for the life of me. This and is a game that's they- gotta be frowned upon in the Mormon community. So maybe this is like some spiritual stuff going on that we just can't bet BYU the rest of the year because you know, stay. I, I just they're they're ranked twenty three. ASU is nineteen. ASU literally hasn't looked good. They haven't really they haven't played anyone good. This is the best team they've played so far. And BYU's played like a tough. Or I mean, they at least played U of A, which stinks. But like still a power five. And then they beat Utah, which was supposed to be a very good top twenty five team this year. Yeah, and they're so, playing teams. So is but the problem is is like has ASU just are they are they were they looking forward to a. BYU game more, you know, they're preseason top 25 and they're like, I mean, they're probably the least talked about top 25 team since the start of the year. And so I'm just like, maybe they're just sleepwalking until they play a real yeah. team. And I just, I I'm staying away. And I'll probably, depending on how I do during the day, I'll probably just bet this at night because it'll be seven o'clock. We'll all be out of 37 high noons deep in my body. And I'll probably, just bet it. And I'll probably just take the favor. Cause that's what everyone does. Cause, and we're in Arizona. So like we'll be with ASU people, but Last game I want to talk about before we get into kind of talk of what I want to do now is we talk about the main games and then kind of talk about what's on our pick six. So I have like nine games I want to talk to. I'm hoping you can either talk me off the ledge. I can talk myself into it or out and we'll do the same and we'll go through them. Um, But the last one's UCLA Fresno State. And I love Fresno State and I love them. I just love them. I don't know why. Fresno State. But they're good. They, they're, they're fucking good. They almost beat Oregon who almost beat, who, who killed Ohio State. So it was Fresno State. Better than Oregon. They almost beat Oregon. They almost beat, should have beat Oregon, debatably. They are 3-0 against the spread. They cover. 
they they beat UConn by a billion. They beat Cal Poly. They were favored by thirty two. They won sixty three to ten. All right, so they cover they they and then they cover, cover against and they're playing UCLA. Right. This is a hot pick for people to bet. Like if you want, if you're trying to go like, we were out with your buddy Jake. Yeah, um, he was at the bachelor party, and we were trying to get in line to bet the Oregon money line because I thought that's good value, like a very good team. On the uh, even though they're on the road, but fourteen half was plus four fifty. I said, if you want, like, if you're trying to hit a home run, like that's probably a good bet to bet. I think this is a good bet if you're trying to win. I don't know what money lines plus three twenty five. Yeah. So if you're trying to like hit a home run for the week at, at night, maybe you, you're up a hundred bucks and you want to bet a hundred, and you can go away with up you know another three fifty on top of that. This would be a good one to sprinkle on the money line. I think. Yeah. No, I agree. I think you know I think Fresno State they they've looked good this year. Yeah. Right. Two and one. 3-0 against the spread, which good teams win, great teams, teams cover. Listen, so, you go you go 3-9, and nine, but you're 12-0 and 0 against the cover. I'm going to bet you. Yeah. You're my favorite team. And you should be in a bowl game, so I can bet you again. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but no, I think I think Fresno's actually good. Like, they 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 returned a lot of people. They're off. They return a lot of people, and a lot of people return a lot of people, but they're, they actually have lived up to the hype of the, what they've returned, like, offensively to start the year. And they did a pretty good job in Eugene against Oregon in a game that they very easily could have come away with. So, I, I don't, what's the spread at? Eleven and a half right 11 now. Eleven and a half. I'm gonna. Be, I'm. I'm probably gonna watch what the public does come Friday and Saturday morning because I think you know it's it, the thing is is when you get to these late games, people wait because they see how their other bets do. But as they start winning or losing. The morning games, and then the, that's when the late games get bet, and so I think there's gonna be a lot of late action on it. I love Fresno. I just want to bet them just because I love them so much. UCLA looks so damn good against LSU, though, that I'm like, I I could see Chip Kelly going into the locker room and be like, this team almost beat Oregon. Oregon need a late touchdown yeah. from Anthony Brown, run up the middle with like two minutes to go. They are a good team, like scaring the shit out of them. And I could see, I could literally see. And UCLA's offense line is a lot better, I think, than and Oregon's is. I can see them just running down their throat yeah. a thousand times. And then it's just like they score a late touchdown to get up, you know, let's call it 35, uh, 21. Yeah. And then just they just get a stop at the end, the end of the game. Yeah. So I can see that, I, again. I'm going to wait Fres, until. Fresno, Fresno is where I would lean. I'm just going to stay away from yeah. it, though. But I want to talk about some games that I have on my – we can go uh, game for game. Maybe we might have yeah. some of the same ones. But this is a game I like. I like Mississippi State minus three and a half against Memphis. I did see that. I was, I mean, I, I Mississippi State just demolished NC State. NC State, which I'm high on NC State, so I like NC State a lot. I know Memphis has been really good offensively the last couple of years, but they've been losing guys. Like they're they're not returning all their guys over the last like two three years since Memphis has become relevant again. Well, and, their coach left. Yeah, the coach left, and uh, and then their players have like graduated and stuff. So I don't know who their quarterback is now. Who, who, what? Who's their? All right, so hold on. They beat Arkansas State fifty five fifty. Fifty. They gave up fifty. Fifty points, 50 points to Arkansas State, and then they beat. Uh, it looks like Nichols fifty to. What was the score? Fifty to. Um, oh my god! Pushing too many. Forty. Buttons. Yeah, forty two to seventeen. Their quarterback is. Oh, they, well, they looked like they had. Did they even throw the ball? It's like all, all rushing. Well, they had 400 yards passing. So 400 yards passing. Who's their quarterback? He said, well, what's his name? The Broncos drafted him. 
Who's the quarterback? Max Hennigan? I don't know who he is. Hennigan is your quarterback. Uh, I like I like Mississippi State there. Uh, Mississippi, I was high on on NC State, and they manhandled them. Um, and it's in in Mississippi State too. It's, it, no, it's at Memphis. Oh, at Memphis. At Memphis. My Not that they have but, a huge home field advantage or anything. But yeah, here's what I'll say. Mississippi State is too no. I think the spread's lower because Mississippi State Barry just got by La Tech. Yeah, but Which they La Tech. I don't think it's a bad team either. No, they, they can put up points. Um, they're actually on my over them in SMU. Um, Mississippi State demolished. They have very, I think, a very underrated defense. Uh, I think they can if there's a shootout. I think they can shoot out with Memphis. If you're looking for someone to get, tell you not to put on your list, don't look at me because I think that's a great bet. So, all right, what game do you have? Um, a game I have, I believe it's a, a Thursday game. I, the U, the UCF Louisville game. Um, it's at seven or seven and a half, depends what book you're looking at. I mean, I'm high on UCF. Uh, I, you know, I do. I love Friday, a Friday game. I love Dylan Gabriel. I down to seven now. That's a good spot. I don't think Louisville's good at all. I don't think Louisville's good. Obviously, Ole Miss destroyed them offensively. Um, their two best players got kicked out on defense for the targeting on Louisville's game. Louisville's quarterback is literally only on it. Only himself, like, carrying that team right now. But UCF's defense is not as good as Ole Miss, I don't believe. And he's a mobile quarterback. I can see him keeping them in the game. But, I mean, I, Grant, and I'm a, you know, I'm a huge believer in, you know, takes a couple games to, like, really feel out the season. But they played, a, a obviously, a, a much lesser opponent in Bethune-Cookman, but they put up 63 points. So I'm feeling like they're uh, – and they covered a 45-and-a-half point spread with that. UCF? UCF just did. Awful opponent, but it's still that still says something. Like they didn't put up, you know, forty five. They put up over sixty. Um, so I I'm leaning the the UCF minus seven. Um, yeah. I I just don't think Louisville's good. Louisville beat Eastern Kentucky thirty to three. It's not like they like dominated. And they didn't so, put up forty five points. Yeah. And so I know uh, it's a good bet. That's good. a good bet. Um, I want to talk about this game because I'm going to be watching it, and it's on like ESPN. Is uh, Georgia South Carolina? South Carolina barely beat East Carolina uh, by field goal. I had South Carolina minus two. They won by field goal. Perfect. And what's the spread? Like thirty-one. No, 30. uh, thirty-one's like thirty-one right now. And here's I think it's thirty and a half. Um, what I these spreads change so fast. It's it's, it's crazy how fast these. It's thirty-one change. and a half now. I will say this, and the over under is forty-eight and a half. I. I just don't see teams scoring against them. So it comes down to, do you think Georgia can score like 38 points? points yeah, yeah, 35 points, 38 points. If they score 38 points, you're you're in a good spot. I just see JT Tanners might be out, so we don't yeah, know. He, he might, was out last week. He, he, and he's still questionable. And they destroyed him with their back. Destroyed him. Who'd they play? Um, they played uh, some, um, what is it called? Uh, UAB. And they the over under a formidable opponent though twenty two and a half and it's over under forty four and they won fifty six seven they covered everything by themselves and I just think Georgia is a national championship and they know it and they're going in they're trying to kill teams I see them trying to win like forty five to seven this game it can yeah. get ugly and South Carolina sucks yep so yeah. that's where I would go yeah I, I I agree with you there I think that's a like one o'clock game uh, no it's at four thirty ooh four thirty depending on my morning four o'clock four o'clock four o'clock I like it. And that's these are all Pacific times, by the yeah. way. When we talk, we're talking Pacific times. The Pacific. What's, what do you got next? Okay, well, I got two I want to talk about. Next. First one's uh like we we called it earlier. We mentioned it briefly, but it's Army minus thirty four against Yukon. 
I, I've just I'm going to bet against UConn until they prove they don't give up 49 points a game. So that's that. But then the game I do want to talk about actually is Nevada Kansas State. Um, Skylar Thompson's out for the foreseeable future for K State. Their backup did get some playing time last year when he was hurt. So I'm the line moved from K State I think being like two and a half point favorites. Once they ruled him out, Nevada is now favored by two. I think it's in Manhattan. I believe, but I I don't know much about Nevada football. But when I see that, when I see a starting quarterback go out, and it's only a four point swing, the Nevada has the best quarterback in the game, though. Even if if Scott Thompson was there, yeah, Carson Strong's our top five quarterback in college football right now. So it's it's tough for me because it, it'd be one thing if the line went from K State minus ten to K-State plus two, but it's like, it's like a four-point swing. So I'm just – and maybe that's because Vegas has already taken into consideration that he was doubtful in, because of the injury uh, on Saturday. But I'm just – I'm at a loss because it's like four-point swing and you have your backup quarterback in. Yeah, he's got some playing time. Good quarterback. Nevada's a good team. Or, or at least they're going to be good because they have a great player. So I'm just torn there. Uh, I'm leaning Nevada minus two. I was leaning Nevada plus two when I saw it earlier, and I almost put it in, and then it changed, and I got so just, you know – flustered i was like oh my god what i must be missing something else as well so i just i don't i'm torn there but i i like the value of nevada minus two it's just on the road but i don't see manhattan kansas against manhattan kansas against nevada i don't see it being a tough environment yep uh the other big game is acc game is unc you didn't uh, even help me i have no idea about that game i would just take i take the best player carson strong best player i like it i'm leaning it good thank you UNC-UVA, I can't get a read on this game. It was like minus 9. I think it went up to 10. Now it's minus 8. Um, UNC at home. UVA has slowly put together a good season last year. Their defense is strong. Their offense is decent. And UNC just looks so bad against Virginia Tech that 8 seems like a lot of points, even though it's at home. They have the best player. I could see them just kind of figuring out the last couple of weeks and just rolling through this. But like Virginia Tech, Virginia might be that team where you're just kind of at the end of the year, they're like nine and three, and you're just like, how the hell does this team get to nine they, and three? When they played, that was like the other year when yeah. they played Clemson in the ACC Championship, yeah. they're like nine and three, and you're like, when it, the hell yeah. did they become and nine maybe and three? They're, maybe they're just slow, that coach is slowly building them to a yeah. good team, and you're just kind of like, huh. man, this seems good. You know, so I don't know with them yet because they did it last year and then here. And also to me, what's tough, and I'm not I'm knowing my, what I'm about to say is not going to help you with this, is UNC is dead to me because they played such an egg against Virginia Tech with so much hype and like such a potent offense last year that I'm just like, it's, it's tough for me to trust them. There's two games I'll talk about right now too quickly. Uh, they're both huge spreads. It's Texas A&M against New Mexico and Clemson against Georgia Tech. Because the New Mexico couldn't cover against New Mexico State, favored by like 20, and they only won by 11. I think I Texas would, A&M quarterback broke his leg. Yeah, he, he might be out. It doesn't he matter. Texas A&M's defense is not going to give up a point to New yeah. Mexico, and I think they can just run. They have good running backs. They can just run the ball down their fucking throat. And a week for that backup to prep, they should be able to win by more than 28. Um, Georgia versus Clemson versus Georgia Tech, um, lots of points. But I think Clemson right now, the mindset is you have to kill teams. And that's where they're going to the game is we have to kill every single team we play. And that their defense is great. Their offense obviously showed out last week. Obviously, it's not a great team, but they have to kill teams. Yeah. And then the two games I want to talk about, Iowa, Kent State. The line is like minus 22, minus 23. It's floating around. Iowa's legit. I mean, they beat two good opponents. Are they 
are I'm not, I don't mean this in a bad way about Iowa. Are they for real? And what I mean by for real is I mean a playoff contender team. I I was high. You heard me week one. I was high on Iowa. Um, I've watched them a ton over the last year. They're always a nine and three team, and I think this year they're they get their quarterback back. Last year their quarterback kind of like held them back, and I think just got another year of experience. I think they're legit. I think twenty two and a half points is like. I think obviously A and M's very good, but A and M played like a bad game against Kent State, and they won like forty five to seven. Iowa's defense is good. They turn the ball over. They get turnovers. I think 22, 23 points is, like, not a lot. I'm just kind of, like, confused by that line. Because I don't know what the line was for A&M and Kent State. Yep. But I'm going to guess it was closer to 30. I think I like the value there just because I was playing very well. Maybe it's a letdown spot. Maybe not. But I think this is the first time I was actually in the conversation. Like, holy crap, this might be a playoff team. So they won't be a letdown spot because they know this. The eyes are on them now. Second game I want to talk about, and it's on my card, it's Stanford minus 12 at Vanderbilt. I think so lowly of Vanderbilt football. Like, it's a disgrace. Like, their baseball team is unbelievable, and you're telling me you're in the SEC and they can't get anyone? Yeah. It makes no sense to me. They're terrible. They lose to everybody. They barely beat Colorado State, who lost to, like, South Dakota. And it's to me, it's like, how did Stanford just annihilate USC and they're only 12-point favorites? Well, Stanford stinks. Yeah, but still. The, the the worst game of the week though is 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 Northwestern versus Duke. Oh yeah, it's Northwestern minus three. A lot of brains in that game. Uh, game a terrible team. Northwestern can't score. Duke kind of can, but their defense stinks. It just it's it's a game of bad teams. So that'll be a fun one to watch. I the one I want to talk about is Arkansas won that game last week. Big game against Texas. Is this a letdown spot to not cover twenty three and a half against Georgia State? Hundred percent. Because I have that. I don't mind. think Arkansas is that good either. I just think Texas laid an egg. Got coaches coached them really well last year. They they won like three, four SEC games last year. And he, Sam Pittman, like, but whatever. All right. I don't so know. let's go to our pick six. Um, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I had nine picks. I got to narrow down. Why don't we do this? Uh, give your pick six, and I'll get mine. And hopefully, I can come to six while okay. you go. All right, so my first pick six, I'm taking Cincy minus four. I'm the, I'm the mouse. I'm taking a bite of the cheese. Honestly, I might even pick six, parlay that into the over, but just for, for the sake of the pick six, I'm taking Cincy minus four. I'm taking Coastal minus 14. I did get in at 11 and a half already, but I'm taking it at minus 14 or 13. Thir- sorry, you said 13. So Coastal minus 13. I do think Coastal's a real deal. Last week, they lost me in my pick six first half bet because they played prevent defense. And as everyone knows, prevent defense does nothing. So they, they blew that one for me, but I'm riding them again. I'm taking Army minus 34, 33 and a half, whatever it is, until UConn proves me wrong. And Army's offense is actually good. So I think, uh, I, I mean, I think every odds, I'm excited to see the odds on UConn UMass later this year. But until that game, I'm going against UConn. Uh, I'm also taking Iowa minus 22 and a half, 23, whatever it is right now. Um, I just, I, I think they're playing very well. I don't think they're going to let down here. And then my last game I'm taking, I'm taking Stanford minus 12 uh, for my six. I, I know they're all favorites. I have other games I'm betting that aren't, aren't favorites, but those are my pick six. I, I do love a lot of spots. I like more spots this week than last week. Uh, which I think is optimistic considering last week we didn't have our best week. But, uh, no, those are my pick six, babe. So here's where I'm 
torn between the Cincy minus four and the over of 50. 50. Mississippi State minus three and a half. Arkansas, Georgia Southern plus 23 and a half for Georgia Southern. Um, Ole Miss minus 14. Maryland minus seven and a half. Minnesota plus three. Never talk about I don't know how Minnesota, Colorado, I think he's not that good, even though they played well against AM. I think Minnesota's a better team. And Alabama plus uh, minus 14. So I got to narrow this down to six. I don't know what I'm going to do. So maybe I'll just take one of the Cincy games. Actually, would you get Cincy at? Um, would you I, say? I think I saw that four. Four. All right. So Cincy four. I'm going to ride with that. I'm taking Mississippi State minus three and a half. Yeah, I like that. I'm taking the over in the La Tech SMU game at 66. That's three. I'm, I'm taking Alabama minus 14. I think they're just going to kill them. All right. They better kill them. In Gainesville. Yeah, it's fine. It, do, it doesn't matter for no, it Alabama. Doesn't, it doesn't. For Alabama. No. In my eyes, at least. Uh, and now this is where I'm stuck. Like, I think, I think Maryland minus seven and a half, they're going to run over Illinois. I don't know what the hell is going on there. I think, but like, I also think Minnesota could win on the road. I also think Georgia Southern Arkansas. So I'm going to take Georgia Southern plus 23 and a half. I like the Maryland bet. I just want to support you on that one. I really like that. I think that's a, a solid bet. I think Illinois was like two lucky turnovers from Nebraska. Otherwise, it'd be 0 and 3 right now. It'd be a different conversation. All right, so Cincy minus four, Mississippi State minus three and a half, the over and at La Tech SMU game, Ole Miss or Maryland minus seven and a half, Alabama minus 14. Jesus, all favorites. That's all right. You're only picking six. You're not picking every Ole Miss minus 14. All right, that's it. That's my pick. We're going to go Cincy minus four, Mississippi State minus three and a half, La Tech, SMU over 66, Maryland minus seven and a half, Ole Miss minus 14, Alabama minus 14. There you have it. Pick six. And that is a wrap. All right. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Picard Pick Six, the number six. On TikTok, Picard Pick Six, same thing. You can follow Alec at Alec Byersdorf. You can follow Scott at S Picard Five. We're everywhere. Follow along this weekend. Feel free to send in your picks. Hey, let's have another winning week.